0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: It is uh, the D.L. Hughley Show. Your, your indictment So, uh, these little drive-by shoes. I mean, people are well mad that you don't want to help a crazy little snatchers after you raise them yeah and they probably just as ungrateful as you were
2: yeah you gotta know what your responsibilities are right are you looking forward to being a grandmother i am actually yeah Mm -hmm. because
1: you didn't get it the first time maybe this time you you probably what do you mean i didn't get it i I mean you didn't have to raise a kid the first time but could you do you think you could like let a baby stay with you for days on end um no that's what i could i could have you ever babysit children with Yeah, you? of course. Really? Mm-hmm. You have.
2: I babysit my babysit my niece. How old was she? She was uh three months. For how long? Uh two days.
1: Alright. Did you were you ready for I it to go? I loved it, yeah. Were you ready for it to go? No, diapers? no,
2: yeah. I did. No, I just let her lay in her mess. Well, of that's course, how I changed her diaper. Well, that's how I babysit. <laughs> <laughs>
1: things are. He bad. might have a rash, I but he didn't fall things off, things off a couch. <laughs> I know that.
3: The box says it holds fourteen pounds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's see. Yeah, we're up to eight. <laughs> let's see. Yes. I
2: actually see. like babysitting better when my niece was a baby than I do now that
1: she's older. Right. Yeah, because it's like talk. Sure. Yeah, yeah. She Man. She's cute, too. Sure. Yeah, she's cute. Sure. and yeah. I mean, it's
2: just so, they're you know, she's a teenager. She's yeah, probably 14. Yeah. Uh, she doesn't like nothing. She doesn't yeah. want nothing. To eat. It's just no, a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. And these
3: Ooh. new school kids are different from us old school kids. Right. You know, they got too many activities. You know, I'm going to take him to Kung Fu. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take him to, you know, to soccer Kung practice. Kung right. You know, or, you what know, know Judo, karate, karate, whatever. i to
1: go to Judo. Yeah. Kung
4: fu they both. go to soccer practice, what oh, soccer practice, fu. football <laughs> practice.
1: That's better.
2: Kung, you get fu. kung, kung fu. fu. What are you, what are you, get what are you that? raising to work
3: at Panda Express? <laughs> hey, you never seen those little kids with the black belts no. and brown belts and all? That? Oh, Snatch man. the pebble yeah. from my hand. Yeah. I, yeah,
1: I can't tell you the last time I heard kung fu. Me that either. That's what I
3: was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I oh, saw man. you know what in the
1: world it was
3: going Kung all going. you gotta drop off in Kung, Fu. Kung Wait, Fu you gotta
1: you gotta drop <laughs> off in the 1980s <laughs> <laughs>
3: you need not time the shit man everybody go to the dojo now come on man yes. yeah,
1: yeah, <laughs> take your kid know, to the dojo to Kung Fu. I don't yes. know what you doing you know buddy. what that was about all right! Happy birthday Ooh. to Nicki Minaj. Happy birthday to Tila Dunn. We are we there yet? Happy birthday to Amir Khan, the boxer. He was great, but now he he, he was a great dude, but mm-hmm. he gained a lot of weight now. Did he? And now it's Candy Khan. Let me. Tell you. <laughs> <laughs> happy birthday to Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to hear that name behind you. Let me tell you that. <laughs> you happy birthday to Kim Basinger. Happy birthday to Terry H- Hatcher. Happy birthday to Ertej. Er- I'm er- I'm back. I'm Bakhtar. Oh. Just let it go. I don't know what it is. Happy birthday. It. White famous at Barbershop. Happy <laughs> birthday to Wendell Pierce. Happy birthday to Chrisette Michelle. Happy birthday to Kevin Ross. Happy birthday to Jerry Butler. Happy birthday to Philip Rivers uh, from the NFL. Happy birthday to Ann Coulter. Happy birthday to the one and only Joy Reed. Happy birthday, Joy. Um, possibly, of course, a happy birthday to Sinead O'Con- O'Connor. Happy birthday to Sammy Davis Jr., Happy birthday to Flip Wilson. Happy birthday to Bushwick Bill. Happy birthday to David Carradine from Kung Fu.
5: There you go. See that all worked out. Maybe you handled that.
1: Come from Kung Fu oh, and happy birthday to the that. talented Sam So We got a great show lined up for you. Of course, is what it happened was Friday. So if you miss some calls this week, do not worry. If you can't hit hitting happy hour, that don't worry because we're going to bring the party and call straight to you on the DL Hughley Show.
6: Time for what is
1: Jazz man, tell man, tell these good people what is trending. Lenny
2: Kravitz having to issue a statement because I guess during an interview with uh, um, Esquire magazine, he talked about his frustrations about being overlooked. Uh, specifically by black media yeah. for his musical black contributions. Like him, though. Yeah, I like him. Yeah. So. Uh, but let's get back to what we're talking about here. Um, and so this is what he said. To this day, I have not been invited to a BET thing or a Source Awards thing. as <laughs> He said, well, and it's like, don't call here it a thing. is a black artist who has reintroduced many black art forms who has broken down barriers just like those that came before me broke down. That is positive, And they don't have anything to say about it. Not a word.
1: Yeah. Well, the he, Source Awards hasn't been around for fifteen years,
2: right? But I think he was just speaking about in general most awards that are black award shows. He does not, but he's a rock and roll artist, right? Yeah. And so a lot of people, you know, were kind of got at him to say, first of all, you were not the first. There were people who were before you, and we do give you spotlight. And so of course he apologized. So let me clarify my
1: statement. Well, Nas' X get invited. And I don't know what he is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I don't either. But. I don't know what he is. And he was supposed to be a country genre, right? Yeah. So I guess supposed to be. you could be country, you could be rock and roll. Yeah, I mean, I guess. uh, I don't know.
2: Anyway, also trending. uh, So remember how Barbie is doing this whole thing where they are introducing um, different types of dolls to, I guess, kind of represent different people? Yeah, I like the section A Barbie. Well... (laughs) So I think coming up, there's going to be a Barbie doll that includes Maya Angelou, Ida B. Wells, Jane Goodall, Madam C.J. Walker. So what but it this is this one in particular? Is this banned
1: book Barbie? Mm-hmm. I don't know. That's a good question.
2: <laughs> but Native, American, Native Americans, mainly the Cherokee tribe, are upset yeah. because there's going to be a doll named uh, Wilma Mankiller. Okay, now the, I know that sounds weird, but um, she was the nation's first principal chief and the leader of the tribe. And they are upset because they were—they are like, you should have done more research to find out about um, the tribe and about this particular person, because the way that you have her dressed is not right. Now they have wow. her in a ribbon skirt, black shoes, People. carrying a okay. woven basket, and <laughs> they say all of that is conflicting with who she was. She wouldn't carry no basket. She okay. was the leader.
1: See, you know Amen. what People think that they're trying to be historically accurate. They just trying to sell paid. a doll. Just
2: trying to sell a doll. They don't care nothing about your history. Mm-mm. And when you got a name like your your Barbie doll's name is Man Killer, yeah, they don't gonna care nothing about questions. that. They don't care nothing
1: about your history. I'm just saying. You just you're crying a pile of money at a casino. They don't care nothing about that. Wait a minute. I'm just saying they. It it is not for to to be reflective of how society looks. It's so that uh, somebody will buy a doll that look different. Yeah, that's, that's true. You uh, have a little baby I mean, Jasmine no doll people. in the basket.
2: No, I didn't. I didn't get it. Bad. I didn't get it all.
1: I mean,
0: she's jazz. She's, jazz. she's smart. It's the Jazzy Report on the DL Hughley Show.
2: Drug shortages in the U.S. are forcing impossible choices for Americans. Oh, no! 84% of the shortages don't involve new or novel drugs, but rather generic drugs that have been on the market for decades. Generics uh, make up 9 out of 10 prescriptions filled in the U.S., so shortages have had a big impact on the country's health, and many of these generics treat cancer.
1: Mm. Yeah. Jesus.
2: Uh, Amazon has jumped into the world of AI by introducing Q, an AI chatbot for companies. Amazon Q aims to help employees with daily tasks such as summarizing strategy documents, filling out internal support tickets, and answering questions about company policy. It will be in competition with other corporate chatbots like uh, uh, CoPilot, Google's Duet, AI, and ChatGPT Enterprise.
1: Yeah, ChatGPT. yeah, you don't know nothing about that. I have it on my phone. Okay, oh, tell me I don't know Why nothing about so that. Tell me that I don't know about that. All right, uh. coming up, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we've had some great callers this week. If you missed them, don't worry. It's what it happened was Friday. It is the DL Hughley Show. So Monday, what it happened was: should guys pay for their dates valet ticket? You pay for the dinner. You pay for the drinks um should you pay for the valet ticket also that was the question we posed to you
6: said i think it's absolutely ridiculous that women are putting these requirements on men when it comes to dating Uh, what happened to you know dating to actually learn to like someone and courting and marriage and getting to know the person they're starting to put all this materialistic and then wonder why they can't find someone who likes them for them, you know, and then a lot of these women put requirements that they can't even afford themselves on these men. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. They need to stop. And he he did not have to pay for her valet.
5: I think he was wrong and petty. If he's going to take her out and, um, even though it's a separate car, he's going to take her out and pay for everything. Why didn't he pay for that? As this one person said, once said, what is he a ball on the budget? That was petty. He said, we're going to and pay for it.
6: My name is Kristen. I'm 33, single of course, and I just feel like our generation is just always looking for an escape. If you're asking me out on a date, therefore you should pay for everything. Whether or not you and I had a great time or not, it's just common courtesy and being a man.
3: If I take, took her out to dinner and everything was good, I think, no, I'm not obligated to pay for her parking. I mean, if I love her and... She's making a uh, she's tripping about me not paying for her parking. That's strike one or, or really strike 3 against her because now I don't like her. Because if she's, t- if she's tripping about it because if, if I really like her, then there'll be a second date. But now I don't like her because she's talking she's tripping about me paying for her parking. I'm not obligated to pay her parking. She should have unless I, you know, committed to to do that. Otherwise, it's not my responsibility. That was her choice to park like that.
6: Um, I just feel like, um, they're putting a new twist on chivalry these days. I
2: feel like that is not necessary. He already paid for the bill. Um, paying for the valet
6: is not necessary. If he paid for the bill, he showed up to dinner, took you to a nice restaurant, you had a good time, that should be sufficient.
3: Hey man, I think you should treat me the way you treat, treat yourself. You know, if you expected me to pay for your, your, um, uh your valet. You knew when you was coming, you was gonna have a valet. What are you willing to pay for? I took you out to a nice dinner. This is telling me that you're going to expect me to pay for everything going forward, and you're not going to be willing to pay for anything. That's not a relationship, that's a dictatorship.
1: We got some more of this week's best calls. It is the D.L. Hughley Show. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. So Tuesday, what it happened was, when is the first sign of Christmas for you? I'm asking, when is the first time that you get that Christmas feeling? We asked that to you, you said?
6: As soon as we get through with the turkey and the bones and the gravy and the uh, dressing. And the pies are gone, and it's almost like November the 30th, December the first. That is Christmas holiday season immediately. My future daughter-in-law is uh, a avid decorator. She puts things up on the mantel. She puts stuff on the door. They forget to turn the tree off, and I I'll get up want to turn the tree off, and they'll eat the tree on all night. And I'm thinking about the light bill, so I do. T- <laughs> I do things like that to help make it convenient for the holiday. Christmas starts officially the day after Thanksgiving. I just want my decorations up. I want my tree lit. And as soon as the next payday hit, I'm shopping. It's Thanksgiving night because it's the beginning of the holiday season. And I love Christmas, so it gives me the opportunity to see all the beauty around. And people are kinder during the holidays than any
4: other time of the year. Oh, man, this is so easy. Shout out to my sister, LaKeisha. asked me before I said but as soon as you hear, in my mind, that's it. Christmas has been started, brother. Yeah, time to break out the tree, the eggnog, the, the Christmas ham, even I don't eat no pork, all of it, with the stocking up,
3: everything. It, it, it's ready.
6: It is always um, Donnie Hathaway's This Christmas followed by Snoop and Daz Dillinger with uh, Santa Claus Come Straight to the Ghetto with that dope bass line. Those two songs, that's what does it for me.
5: It's the last two weeks when you get that paycheck before Christmas, because if you don't find nobody nothing, it's going to be some consequences and repercussions.
6: It's Christmas for me once I hear Carla Thompson. G is a Christmas. It makes me want to put my Christmas tree up. So if I'm not in the mood, because my daughter got older... I, I used to have my tree up on Wednesday before Thanksgiving, and I would cut the lights to on black Friday. But since she's moved out, I don't put it up if I don't get in the mood until I get in the mood right. And when I hear that song, I don't usually do it.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kiskali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kiskali is right for you.
3: Wednesday, would it
1: happened, was a woman on TikTok brings up a question. When should parents stop paying for their children's flights home for the holidays? Ooh, got a lot of calls on that. You said?
7: Okay, the
6: key word is adult children, adult children. I'm not sure because adults start when you're 18. I'm not sure of exactly the age range. But this is my thinking. If I have an adult child and I'm just going to go there like 30 or 35, that's still my child. It's an adult child. I don't think that I'm going to pay for the, the entire 100% of the airline tickets. If they're having issues, then I need to know that ahead of time, because it might be a case and they might not need to come home right then. They might need to be working on some other things to get it together. We can always do Zoom now.
5: I believe people make time for who they want to be with. I'm not going to spend my kids money to come see me if they don't want to see me, but If they wanted to come see me and couldn't afford it, uh, up to 25
3: years old, that's it.
7: If I can, I'm going to go ahead and pay for half the ticket. Or I might pay for the full ticket just depending on if it's, you know, working while he's there in college. But I wouldn't actually pay for half the ticket. But a lot of these kids are just entitled. They some brats. And this is what's happening right now. And my parents encouraged me to not work through college so I could just focus on my studies. But me, I wanted my own little money, so I had, like, a little gig um, and just didn't really tell them. But, um, yeah, I'd probably say a, a senior.
6: For me, I think that I would pay for my kids for as long as they want to come. Doesn't matter what their age is. I would pay for my kids anytime because I love seeing my children.
1: And the other question is that millennials are upset with their parents. They feel like they've been abandoned. Because they are not helping them raise their children, they think grandparents should be should help them raise their children. Do you agree? Should ba- ba- grandparents have a responsibility to help raise their grandchildren? We posed that question to you. You said,
6: "Well, I think these new parents are they they're enti- They think they're entitled to have what they want, and that means taking up their parents' time by having them babysit. You know, once you've raised your kids and they're grown." You don't owe them anything else, you know? And if they want to have kids, then it's on them to um, take care of them. Grandparents don't have to help. And grandparents are young these days. They got a life, so they don't want to spend all their time taking care of grandchildren.
3: Grandparents do have something to do with it. I mean, if the parents are not good, I mean, how the
6: kids going to turn out? I mean, really. Well, I think, first of all, D.L. is crazy, but I agree. My cousin told uh, he told my sons, don't bring any the grandbabies in the house. But other than that, I think that, yes, we do need to help raise our grandchildren because these kids are thrown off. They don't always have the answers. We don't have them, but at least we had a foundation, and it takes a village, and we should be part of the village for our grandbabies. Well, it's two parts to that. You have to look at the word help and responsibility. Grandparents help, which means come alongside and help you where you need help. Responsibility lies with the parent. So is it the grandparents' responsibility to help? No. Should they help? Yes, but the responsibility is for the parent. I think that grandparents somewhat have an obligation, and I only say that because back when I was growing up, mama and them, grandma and them, all of them, it took a village and I don't think adults today have that village so yes I do feel that they are somewhat obligated it's not fair to ask you asking that question
1: because
2: nope. mm-hmm. it's not. No.
1: so a lot has been in the zeitgeist on social media in the news uh, permeating this the uh, the uh, situation uh, regarding uh, P. Diddy Puffy um, and the thing that's interesting is, uh, and these are all allegations, I'm substantiated, they haven't been vetted or, or proven in a court of law. But one thing that I find to be fairly consistent, somebody is accused of things, um, you know, maybe there is a subpoena or affidavit that, that lays out these things. And somebody, invariably, several people who are closely aligned uh, with the particular individual will come out and basically verify the things that were in the affidavit. Uh, I've been watching a number of people. Columbus Short has said something. Uh, you know, uh, there allegedly are two of the people that, that p- p- claim to be his bodyguard who are kind of vetting some of the stories that are in the zeitgeist. Uh, one particular uh, story I was watching, um, and I forgot what podcast is on, uh, but he was talking about how they would go to clubs. And this is all allegedly. And I say that over and over again. They would allegedly go to clubs. Uh, there would be champagne bottles bought. And some of those champagnes were spiked uh, or, or drugged and some weren't. And there would be these warnings. Drink from these bottles. Don't drink for these. And um, then uh, the, the young women would imbibe the alcohol. And then uh, somebody uh, allegedly it would be puffy going around putting uh, pills in their mouth. Now, this is out of his own mouth. Uh, This is something he's saying openly and a lot. And my question is, if this happens and you saw those things, where were you when those young women were being drugged? Why is it over and over again? We'll see somebody accused of a terrible thing. Um, Witness come forward after the fact and start telling you that those things were, in fact, true. Like you couldn't have an R. Kelly documentary unless a lot of people knew what was going on and were willing to talk about it. You couldn't have uh, several situations where once something happens, somebody comes forward and verifies the very thing that the person being accused of. Now, I hold this true and I say this all the time. My position on this is the same as, uh, as the Constitution. Everybody's innocent to proven guilty. You know, and I don't think that the court of law should vary that much from a court of public opinion. But obviously it does. But what is fairly consistent is there are these people who are in close proximity to the subject at hand who will verify those things, who will tell you these stories. And at the same time, they are telling these stories. They must not realize how complicit they look and sound. Because as horrible as the actual acts are, in order to, to, to kind of uh, perpetrate those horrible acts, you need accomplices. You need somebody who gets you what you need or look the other way or lie for you or pretend like didn't happen or give you an alibi. You cannot have the act without the people who prop up the act. For wings, you need the win. You need, it, it, even to make a, a plane take flight, it is lift, drag, and wait. It cannot work otherwise. These things cannot happen unless they have the principles that are commensurate with the act. You need to have people that will help you do it, who look the other way, who supply the victims, who bribe the victim, who threaten the victim, who lie about it. You need to have it because as evil as the act that is perpetrated is the one where you see it and don't say anything about it. Well, you know something's going on, and then you have the temerity to sit up there and and, and regale us with these tales. And the question is, what did you do then? Because while you could benefit from it, while you were uh, eating off it, while you're having a good time, you said nothing. So you are just as guilty. You are just as guilty as the subjects you mentioned. If, if in fact, there is guilt uh, to be meted out. I don't know. I'm not, you know, actually, there are allegations, so I don't know to be true. But I do know this. If he did it and you saw it, you helped. If he was doing those things and you looked and watched and, and stayed around and didn't stop it, you helped. So it isn't what did he do, but what did you do to stop it? If your memory is all that clear, then it was a, obviously you had a clear uh, clear line of sight. You knew what was happening. Evil cannot happen unless somebody comforts evil. Somebody helps evil. Somebody drives a car for evil. Somebody lies for evil. As bad as what... The person of uh, these allegations are what is worse are the people who knew better and did nothing. That is a little note from the GED section. It is the D.L. Hughley Show.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
3: it's time to give a deserving
4: someone the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. And now, it's time for the Shoe Booty of the Week Award. You know what time it is. You know what time it is. Vivek Ramaswamy is an American entrepreneur and presidential candidate. He's a total disgrace. He founded Roy Von Sciences, a pharmaceutical company. In just be calling me, man. Be calling me, man. I just got to go to it. In February 2023, Ramaswamy declared his candidacy for the Republican Party nomination in the 2024 United States presidential election. What you want to f- So, why is Vivek Ramaswamy this week's recipient of the Shoe Booty of the Week Award? I
6: need to know, I need to know
4: Mr. Ramaswamy gets the shoe booty because Ramaswamy is flat out Ramasari Did
7: you see what I did there?
4: After his first Republican debate, Vivek became an overnight sensation That boy's good Good and terrible. The entrepreneur and pharmaceutical giant has raised his profile in part through provocative and controversial comments.
5: What did you say,
4: Nick? Including calling for changing the U.S. Constitution to raise the voting age. The a bold strategy, Cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him. You know the saying, we'll give you enough rope to hang yourself. <laughs> The media gave him the rope, and he's putting the noose around his neck. Get a rope. First, climate change agenda is a hoax. More about pushing global equity and deferring to China.
6: That's it use your
4: common sense second he is a second generation indian his far right immigration policies mean his parents shouldn't even be here do you have any sense at all and third but not least ramaswamy questioned the existence of white supremacy in the united states at a stop in iowa in august well boy how you feel now he said he's never seen it And finding a white supremacist is like finding a unicorn.
3: What you just said is one of the most insanely idiotic things I have ever heard.
4: Well, finally, he thinks Juneteenth is a useless holiday, federalized under political duress. please. He can throw out all his MAGA points, but they see another Obama.
2: You want to be the it girl, but you ain't got it.
4: If he was not a millionaire, he wouldn't have a seat at the table he'd be bringing food to the table and that's why the shoe booty of the week award goes to Vivek Ramaswamy now here's a swift kick in the ass
1: I remember when I was growing up, there was a campaign for Tootsie Pops, and it would say, how many licks does it take to get to the center of a Tootsie Pop, right? How many licks? And you would see everybody walking around trying to find that number, just what it took to finally get to the center, the middle of what was happening. I think of that when I'm I'm contrasting the image of what we're seeing in Gaza right now. Uh, I read a report that talked about young Jewish uh, college students and how their perception of the government, that 38 percent of them do not agree with the uh, government's approach in in terms of Palestinian. 38 percent of young college uh, students, Jewish college students. Uh, another report talked about how the American idea of the cl- conflict in Gaza has started to shift. There are as many people who are as sympathetic with the plight of the Palestinians and, as, and the Israelis. And the reason I believe that is happening is for the first time, generally when something happens in that part of the world, let's, let's suffice it to say that has existed for decades, almost a, you know 80-some years now and several administrations. But the one thing that's been consistent is the uh, the output from a State Department of the government and Western media. When I say Western media, I mean specifically white people. You don't need to say nothing else. Like, if you, you, you can look at the UN, and it can, you could lose a vote 120 to 7, because them 7 people count as much as those 120 nations. When you say Western world, you mean Europe. You mean a European mindset. That is the, That is the truth of this. And for the first time in a conflict like this, what has happened is uh, the whole of the conversation is not dominated by media apparatus, but uh, TikTok and Instagram. Right. And TikTok in particular is owned by a Chinese, a Chinese, a Chinese corporation owns it. So if the government can't filter it. They can't tell you what to say. Can you see? Now, I'm not saying that the images you see on TikTok can't be altered because obviously anybody can. Anything can. Well, one thing the government can't do with those images is put their slant on it. So you could, you know, the, the, you see uh, a lot of what you see is obviously boils and it has a propagandistic aspect. But a lot of it you see is, is probably closer to what is happening. And the more these images inundate us, the more we see them, the more perspective changes. Because remember the analogy, what does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? What does it start to what does it take to start to pierce uh, uh, white history and white stories? Because what would have to happen is. In order for a mindset to change, you have to see, and this is unfortunate, you have to see a lot of black and brown and yellow and red people die. You have to see it. They have to see it because that those images are in contrast with what their history is it, what they, the people that love them, that raised them, told them stories, and everything they see is in direct conflict with what they're seeing now. Everything they see is, is in direct conflict with it. and it has always been necessary. What changes mindsets is a lot of black, brown, and yellow deaths. A lot of it. When, when Emmett Till was slaughtered so brutally, what happened? She left that casket open so that people could see. Not because it was just macabre, but so people could see and jar them. They'd have to see the difference in what they were seeing contrast with what they were told. The, c- the civil rights uh, movement changed on people seeing dogs and lynchings and water hoses. They saw them. It changed when when George Floyd, as recently as George Floyd, the world saw what happened. It was in conflict. What they've always been told was true. You had to see somebody die in a very brutal way at the hands of somebody you believed a different story about. And I imagine a lot of that is playing on now. What is happening in Gaza is that the the world is seeing images that it cannot reconcile. And it needs to be that way. It has always had to be that way where there had to be a lot of bodies piled up. People cannot turn away from them. And it starts to pierce the veneer of the truth. They've been told of the lies they've been told. It starts to challenge them. And it started to have an effect. But in order for things to change, do you know, there needs to be a lot of black death to change white history and white lies a lot. Everything that you see needs to be constant and contrasted with what they come to believe. The stories they've told themselves and reiterated. They have to see them and it does not change until they do. When I grew up, the story and the question was, what does it take to get to the center of a tootsie pop? Now the question is, how many brown bodies do you need to see mutil- mutilated to destroy a white lie? That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show.
3: Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba da ba ba ba.
1: Now it's time for the streaming movie review with Alibo, the, the streaming hack warrior.
5: I'm say I'm nee, am Uh oh. oh. Yeah, my brother. What's that, Alibo? The thanks and the giving is over. Yes. Now it is time for the Christmas, celebrating the birth of the one God son. But you know, in this country, we celebrate gifts and toys and just the one God's son at the dinner table. I'm serious. <laughs> you know, it's the holiday season when my wallet starts practicing the yoga. It gets really good at stretching. Then it just falls completely. Uh Uh-oh. You know, I asked my ex-wife, Simpson, what she wanted for Christmas. And she said, nothing would make me happier than a diamond necklace. So, I bought her nothing. (laughs) Now she's saying I never listened. But I'm not sure I wasn't really paying attention. I'm serious. (laughs) Today's movie is about the holiday season. The movie is called the Cane Land, starring Eddie DeMurphy. In this movie, a man is determined to win the neighborhood annual Christmas decorating contest. He makes a pact with an elf to help him win, and the elf casts a spell that brings the 12 days of the Christmas to life, which of course brings unexpected chaos to town. And this is not surprising. You know of the 12 days of the Christmas, six of those days, you get the birds. I'm serious. (laughs) There's the partridges, the turtle doves, the French hens, the calling birds. What are calling birds? I'm serious. Then there is the geese and the swans. This movie has a lot of eggs and poop. (laughs) This is a typical Christmas movie, except no black family would ever enter a holiday house decorating competition. You get past this, okay, okay? This is Eddie Murphy's best film since the last film he was bad. With. I'm not saying it was bad, but any resemblance to a good film is coincidental. I'm serious. I was rooting for the popcorn. At least it had a satisfying ending. Oh, oh. I give this movie three handbags and a matching warrior gift stocking, which you know is better than a regular stocking. It holds gifts and the fate of mankind. I'm serious. This is you your hacking warrior, with the Stream Hacking Movie Review. Omne, selam, ni, Stay safe and healthy. Omne, oh. omne, hum.
1: Uh oh. Now it's time to take a peek in the Jasmine's Diary. We have your diary, woman. Either you read it or I'll we read will. It. give me my diary. There it
2: is. <laughs> Dear diary, it's holiday season, and you know what that means? It is the conundrum of if you receive a gift, do you give a gift? Now, my biggest problem is I have an ex who insists on giving me gifts at Christmas, and I have to remind him he is my ex, and I don't want to feel obligated to give him a gift of any kind, if you catch my drift. Now, my girlfriend thinks I'm crazy because she's like, Girl, he gives you great gifts. And he does. Very nice gifts. But sometimes I feel guilty because I don't give him a gift in return. I give him a nice card, right? Because it's the thought that counts. Yeah, I don't know that he's buying that either, but I know he's buying me a Christmas gift this year, and I'm not sure if I'm going to take it. What I'm really not sure of is that if I'm going to give him a gift in return. <laughs>
1: Coming up, we got a song. Some people get very upset with me. They never, ever, ever, ever miss an opportunity to live in how they feel with our segment called... D L. Hughley. It is uh, the D L. Hughley show. Your indictment
2: update.
1: So, so now we know it went from we went we nowhere Puffy went from Puffy to Diddy. Diddy or Diddy? Yeah.
5: That's yeah. bad Diddy bad situation.
1: Diddy or didn't he? It, it wasn't one bad to tell you other situation. allegations. It wasn't just one, 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 one. one. I know that. No, it wasn't it was that. Not. <laughs> wow. That's I don't, bad. But I, I don't. I don't know that he did it or not. I don't He's,
2: either. I mean, bad. of course. I mean. I, I don't know. We'll see what happens with, with the ne- yeah. this latest allegation that just came forward. Because obviously the situation with Cassie, that's over. Because, you know, they did the deal. Well, I
1: know the thing that I, I, I have no problem admitting and, and saying out loud that I'm sure he did. Chapuffy is guilty of introducing the world to Ciroc. Baca. He's guilty of that. <laughs> he is guilty of that. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing worse than in Ciroc is Seagram's. I'm telling you, that's it. <laughs> So he's guilty of that. So I don't know if he did all the other stuff. But I know, <laughs> I know he got be- people buzzed on pineapple Ciroc, and that's bad enough. <laughs> but that's pretty bad. <laughs> Ciroc is
2: I, terrible. It is terrible.
1: Uh, uh, Just and, put some sugar in there. They it. Vodka is not a great spirit anyway.
2: No, I like vodka. I don't Why? drink it as much as I used to but I, I, I'm not a, I'm not opposed to it's it it's not great it's not great but it's good you, you know, the, vodka, the, it's okay
1: vodka, it's what you add to vodka to make good, vodka. Mm, good yeah could be gin is good by itself vodka oh yeah true vodka you have to add something That's, to it that is cranberry it. you gotta eat cranberry right vodka soda you can't It ain't nobody
3: the police the,
1: if they eat vodka on the rocks they fight at night they fight yes. people yeah mm-hmm. You see you see a dude drinking vodka on a rock somewhere in his house got a black eye. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
5: All,
1: right. All right, coming up. Some people get so upset with the things I say, we're gonna give them an the opportunity to express themselves with our segment called
3: FUDL Hughley.
1: Just the DL Hughley show. Sometimes people really get upset with me, so we're letting them vent on our segment called FUDL Hughley. So won't you please welcome our FUDL Hughley correspondent little Nisi James?
7: Hello. This is Niecy James, your FUD Hugley correspondent. Our first FUD Hugley comment is from Instagram. Juan sixty six says, "Dale, I heard you refer to Lena as Telemundo. How can you call yourself an advocate for justice and equality and use a stereotypical slur to describe a beautiful Hispanic woman?" How would you like it if a white person never called you by your name, but instead referred to you as Darkie, or Hip Hop, or Midnight, or Halo Credit Score, or What's Up Sickle Cell? F*** you, Dio Hughesley. Our next FUDL comment comes from Instagram. Lane 22 says, DL, I noticed that you always wear a too-tight, extra-medium shirt. Do you think wearing a too-small shirt makes you look buff? While those tiny, skin-tight shirts may show off your arms, they also expose your middies. You dear Hughley, today's last FUD Hughley comment is from Facebook. We all ain't able, says. Damn, there are times it really seems you are down with the people, but there are other times when you sound like an elitist and are very condescending. You talk about flying first class when most of us are feeling blessed to be able to scrape through enough money for a discounted coach ticket, so we don't have to drive ten hours you were bragging about your new luxury truck getting delivered to your house and complaining because something wasn't perfect. Well, excuse me. You don't know most of us struggle to buy a used car just so we don't have to take the bus. So pardon me if I don't express my sympathy because your new luxury truck mistakenly came with mink floor mats when you specifically told them you wanted chinchilla. you Well, that's it for this week. This has been Nisi James, your F.U. Dear Hughley correspondent. And until next week, Bye.
6: The DL Hughley Show is where it's at. Get ready to laugh
7: and stay
1: informed. Tim If you That's take Scott. all the people that one or three percent, they still wouldn't add up to Trump's lead. They really wouldn't. <laughs> right.
2: <laughs> yeah. They're only the two 2 the lead. Trump and DeSantis. And DeSantis is thirty points have,
1: behind. I gotta say, he doesn't have it's half. Marjorie Taylor Greene. Um, she was talking about how she was intimidated uh, by Jamal Bowman, a congressman from uh, New York. Marjorie Taylor Greene needs to stop. If she's not intimidated by her reflection, nothing she's scare.
2: Join D.L. Hughley on the D.L. Hughley Show podcast. Available on UrbanOnePodcast.com.
1: Uh, Whether it is Islamophobia or anti-Semitism or hatred of gays or Asian hate or hatred of black people or hatred of Mexican and immigrants, the one thing that is constant in in America is hate. Now, the names of the groups may change. Even the reasons may change. But the constant is that hate exists. Now, everybody will be who is considered other. At some point, those communities have invariably been targeted. Right now, the latest iteration is uh, Islamophobia or anti-Semitism. But just before that, uh, four people were killed in Jacksonville, Florida, just because they were black. We don't have to recount the number of times. uh, Three or four years ago in 2018, somebody walked into a synagogue and and, and murdered uh, 12 people. And last year at at Topps grocery store, they murdered 10 people. And these are all uh, a couple of years ago in El Paso. They murdered 20 people. So the people who are hated uh, may vary. The groups and the reasons who are targeted may vary, but the haters never do. The people who are doing the hating never do. There are always different iterations and, and and generally, the only predicate that needs to be is that you need to be another. You could be gay, you could be black, you could be uh, Latin, you could be uh, Asian. You could be uh, a Jewish, you could be a Muslim, you could be Arab. The two things that are constant in America seem to be hate and groups who are singled out who are other. And it's constant all the time. I guarantee you that if you say uh, commencement with a spike in Islamophobia or a spike in anti-Semitism, I guarantee you can check the other boxes, too, because they're experiencing exactly the same thing. So when people talk about this new iteration, the cycles change, the reasons change, the epithets changes, but the idea that hate permeates our environment and it's lo- allowed to. Like out of all the people we've called terrorists, the one dispensation that has never been given that designation has never been given to white terrorists. It's never been given to neo-Nazis groups. It's never been given to KKK groups. They've never been called terrorists. Everybody's been called terrorists. Martin Luther King was called a terrorist. Nelson Mandela was on the terrorist list in 2018. But the one constant thing in this nation is that someone who is other than a specific group in this country will always be hated and victimized and targeted. Sometimes the target moves from me to you or you for her or him to him. But if you are not other in this country, you best believe at some point in this nation, somebody from your community or reflective of your community will be targeted and the, the haters Uh, The hate, the people who are the victim of the hate, they may vacillate. They may be different, but the hate whores are never. They're always the same. It is always the same groups for whatever the reasons are. They're always easy to find. You know exactly who they are and we never call them what they are, which is terrorist. Hate is is as American as apple pie and the people who. Who perpetrate the hate are, are the usual suspects. Everybody knows exactly who they are. The sad thing about this nation is every group who is an other will have their turn in the barrel. The groups in the barrel will be be, be varied, but the people who are shooting in that barrel will always be the same. That's a little note from the GED section. It's the D.L. Hughley Show. Now it's time for What You Need to Know with the one and only Sybil Wilkes.
6: It's Sybil Wilkes with what you need to know. Former Speaker of the U.S. House Kevin McCarthy recently announced he will leave Congress at the end of this month. The nine-term congressman wrote an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal stating, I'm leaving the House, but not the fight. Unfortunately for McCarthy, the deal he made was with conservative Republicans to reach the House leadership after 15 rounds of voting, and that was that only one vote was needed to file a motion against him if they didn't like something he did, such as, the protracted discussion to avoid a government shutdown in a partnership of sorts with Democrats. On November 26, Bernardo Pantaleon's body was found on a trail near Mountain View Park in Phoenix, Arizona. Three suspects were arrested in the killing of Pantaleon, and the family alleges he was targeted because of his sexual orientation. One of the suspects admitted to police he killed Pantaleon after an unwanted advance made him uncomfortable. I'm Sybil Wilkes, be informed, BMC.
1: Thank you, Sybil. What have you learned is coming up next on the D.L. Hughley Show. That is going to do it for us, ladies and gentlemen. It is the D.L. Hughley Show, uh, your indictment. indictment update. I sincerely want to thank you for tuning in this week. You're
2: welcome. Uh, okay. We hope, you have a great,
1: <laughs> we hope you have a great safe weekend it is the D.L. Hughley show we will definitely see you whatever. Jasmine I'm sorry I, I'm jumping what? ahead of you Jasmine what did you learn today
2: so I saw on uh, social media where there was a Latina who said that um, she slammed uh, bl- black women and said that we would be in charge if we were softer we'd be winning if we were a little softer yeah. just so you know they took her to task
1: um, I'll tell you what yeah. I like I like that women. I think that that's a horrible thing to say. It is a horrible thing
3: to but say. I like that. Even though they're worth every bullet hole in your car, yeah, they're, man. She, they're yeah, not man, I'm telling
1: you, they're the perfect combination of porn yeah. star and yeah. serial killer. Yeah, they. Uh, see, I like see, yeah, I like it. We can't there have. There you go, the so Silly. Like, listen, what I won't have mm-hmm. is stereotypes uh, perpetrated on this show, perpetuated on this show. get that burrow out of our living room. I'm telling you <laughs> right now. So, Paco yeah. got a girl. Huh. <laughs> what I will not have is people <laughs> casting aspersions like this. Poquito Mas. <laughs> Poquito Mas uh. it's racist. <laughs> well, I'll skip my, I mean uh, Jun- Junior's Junius Hand the King, what'd you learn today?
3: Sometimes it's not what you've learned It's it's what you can help people to learn. Wow. And, oh, yes, sir. Wow. So on this day, December eighth, Friday, it's also my birthday. Oh! Hey,
1: happy birthday, happy June. birthday yes. June Bugs yes. Yes. Oh, no hey, Happy birthday June much. Bugs Oh See. my goodness Fellow mm-hmm. Sagittarius birthday. baby There you go oh, And right because this. it's Friday I didn't, And I didn't know it I didn't have time to get you a present Oh yeah. well <laughs>
3: <laughs> The tradition
1: now, that continues <laughs> is, That, that yeah. is a wow. gift for your aunt. Your birthday You know your problem is a, It's the same day every year Who does yeah. that? Yeah Oh man Jasmine, Jasmine surprises the word birthday Today is my birthday What is yeah. April yeah. she got two
3: of them, though. Yes, yeah. indeed.
1: All right, coming up on the next DL Hughley Show, the militant man, Jamal Kingsley, returns to expose racism hidden in our everyday lives, plus a special K short bus records banger. Have a great, safe weekend. It is the DL Hughley Show. We will definitely see you on the other side. Kyle, my favorite short bus operator, pull that string. We got us to go. Tao tout. It is the DL Hughley Show. See you on the other side.